That's right, NBA Australia, how are you going? Are you right? I bloody well hope so because we are seven days out from a new NBA season. It is Wednesday, October 18. In a week's time, we'll be watching NBA basketball. So all of this will be rendered completely moot. Anyway, I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website. It's called CodeBet. You can find that at codebet.com.au. You can also see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab. And uh, what else? In the paper every day. That's good. Uh, Codebet Daily. There's some other things. What else do we do, Gerald? I can't even remember. Anyway, I'm here in the Codebet Studios, aka the James Clements Excellence in Podcasting Memorial Studio. And considering we're a week out from the NBA season, it's like, hey, Jim, are you going to do your season preview? I'm like, yeah, I guess I bloody well better, Gerald. So here we are. We're going to start off by doing some win totals. That's right, win totals. Over-unders. We'll do East today. We'll do West tomorrow. Then we'll do some awards. We'll do the NBA Australia Awards. Every year we do the NBA Australia Awards. They're always good. It's like, who's going to be the biggest dickhead this year? Ben Simmons might not be in the running this year. Who knows? It's all up in the air. It's exciting. It's the best part of a new season. So today's show, doing the East, we're going to do the win total over under my prediction for their uh, win totals. I've broken down all the numbers. I've been in the lab next to David King and his giant spud head. For all those AFL aficionados out there. But we're going to have a year now for every team as well, which is kind of more important. Basically, to come up with an idea of what will make this team tick. Well, we've got an unpopular opinion of the day at the end of it and an outback takehouse. That's right. And uh, we might just have a quick odds look at the end of it as well. My favorite four, I think, out of the East. Sound good? Good! It's my show, so we're just going to do the damn thing. It's episode 966, 9 diggity 6 of NBA Australia. Let's go. Oh, how's that fade? Oh, it's just beautiful. There you go. Look at that. Just seamless, this seamless is technology. Joe and you're listening to NBA Australia. It's even better when I talk during the ad breaks. God, it's good. All right, I better press the right button this time. God damn it. Watch out for the shark attack. I'll tell you what, it takes a little bit getting used to the old new studio. <laughs> the fancy studio, the corporate studio. But that's okay. We'll survive. Won't we, Gerald? Unless you fucking fly kick my head off. That's what he does. Ah, uh, right. Better watch out for the shark attack. Better watch out for the, I don't know, the attack of Kevin Porter Jr. If you're his missus. That's a bit on the nose, but here we are. Because, yeah, domestic violence. Not fucking fun. Not a laughing matter. He also got traded, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Fuck that piece of shit. Thing is, the missus did come out and say, look, yeah, look, it got reported by the police that he fucking broke my neck. And everyone's like, fuck, that's pretty bad. And she's like, yeah, and it didn't happen. It's like, oh, jeez, not great. He still got traded, though, the old fucking soup Nazi himself, KPJ. Doesn't mind a fucking bit of a toss of a soup. He's like, what's this? Tortilla soup. Fuck up, pachow! Flings it across the room. Wails into, what was it, Damon Jones, I think it was? Anywho, he's been traded to the Thunder and waved. Uh, great job by OKC. Just to get in and a bit of, uh, how can we turn the business of domestic violence into our own business and clear a couple of roster spots? You're like, this is, yeah, it's not great, I'll tell you. Either way, they did uh, shuffle off Victor Oladipo. 
And uh, JRE, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, one of uh, Josh Giddy, a.k.a. the Mopped Up Mumba, a.k.a. the Wheat Bix Kid, one of his favourite targets. But it gets them a 2027 second rounder via the Minnesota T-Wolves and a 2028 second rounder from the Bucks. So Sam Presti. At one point, do you just go, you know what? I've got enough picks. Well, I don't fucking care anymore. I've already got like 80. I've already got a full fucking team as it is. What am I going to do with two more second rounders? Oh, I just fucking like picks, man. Oh, I just like fucking picks. Like Sam Presti goes tonight, hand damn pants, just going, I've got so many picks, man. Just so many picks. Just just thinking about that 2028 20, second rounder. Just like, yeah, do it for me. Do it for me. Bang! Presti waving his magic wand. Gross! Anyway, Drew Holiday. You might remember he got traded. We didn't do an emergency podcast for that like we did for the Dame trade uh, because Drew Holiday, as good as he is, I don't think he deserves his own fucking emergency podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, good on him. He's a legend, championship player, very good player, but not an emergency level podcast player. You know, Gerald, how's that sound? Gerald's nodding. There you go. Uh, Celtics got Drew Holiday. That's pretty good. I love this. Do you reckon the Bucks would have just even brought in the Celtics originally in the Drew Holiday trade and like had him end up on the Celtics? No, there is no chance that would have happened. They would have gone, fuck that. We don't want Giroud going to a conference contender like rival of ours. This is stupid. Why would we send him to Boston when we'd have to play him three or three or four times a fucking year? He's going to kick our ass from here to there. We've got Dame Lillard now. I don't want Giroud fucking Holiday guarding him. Guess what? He is now. Ba-bang. Off you go. That's fucking brutal. But also, sucked in bucks. This is what you get. Uh... But really, the Celtics send out El Presidente Malcolm Brogdon and Time Lord Robert Williams, right? As well as a first rounder for next season's draft, so next year, 2024. That makes sense. Uh, via the Warriors. So if Steph gets hurt this year, that could actually work out all right. Uh, and a 2029 unprotected Celtics first. So not bad, not bad. Because basically it means that the Blazers turn Dame Lillard into four players, include, well, so DeAndre Ayton, Time Lord, El Presidente, and uh, what was it? The Camaro, the Camaro, the Holden Camaro, Tumani Camaro, um, as well as three firsts and two pick swaps. Not a bad haul in the end, which is kind of what you're after, right? You want to turn Giroux into a couple of other bits and bobs. It's exactly what they did. Other little bits of news. Draymond tweaked an ankle. I mean, he's also tweaked a couple of noses here and uh, hasn't probably tweaked too many, uh, I don't know, G-spots considering the... Uh, We've all seen his schlong. It's nothing to write home about Draymond. And Luca, he's also hurt his calf a little bit. AKA, I can't be fucked playing in the last preseason game. I'm going to sit, piss off. Right, let's get into it. 2023, 2024, NBA win total over unders, 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 unders. This is weird seeing that on video. I'll tell you what, it's fucking very strange. But either way, the East, the win total over-unders. I had a fun time doing the East, more fun, I think, than the West. For the simple idea in so far as that there aren't as many really fucking good teams in the East. There are a couple of really fucking good teams, don't get me wrong, but the mid-tier morass remains pretty similar to last year because even though Milwaukee got better, like I already had them last year pegged to go for their over and they still won fucking 58 last year. So it's okay. This year, 
We're going over again. Their over-under for 2023 is 55 and a half. If you ask me, that's not enough, buddy, because I'm going 60 and 22 for the Milwaukee Bucks. I hear it's Algonquin for the good land. That is a four and a half win difference from the over-under. Why is that, Jim? I can't hear you ask. Well, they've got Dame fucking Lillard. I don't know if you heard about that during the off-season, but he's pretty good. And also, just that fit with the Yadis under the combo just works fucking so nice. God, it's good. So pick and roll. Choose your fucking poison. Dame's going to fly it over to Giannis. He's never had a big man this talented, this good. He's never played with a team this good. Old Dame. Dame had a Western Conference final and his team was shit. This team's good. Like, Milwaukee's defense is going to be gnarly regardless, even if Dame is a bit of a net negative. But 16-22, I think, is where Milwaukee land at because if you look at that, uh, roster construction. You go, well, you're shade, but it's a bit thin on the ground. I say it might not fucking matter because if you've got Giannis and Dame, basically, as you sort of two bookends of your attack, you can throw whoever the fuck you want into that shooting guard, whether it be Paddy Connaughton, uh, Malik Beasley, anyone else that you vaguely think can shoot the fucking ball because that's all you need. Just surround Giannis and Dame with shooters and you're fucking laughing because they've got a shooter of the five in Brook Lopez, and uh, Chrissy Middleton as your three, not too bad. The big thing for them as a guest, basically trying to figure out whether or not Marjon Beauchamp, Marjon, Marjon Beauchamp, is any fucking good or not. He's got great hair. I don't know if he's any fucking good at basketball. That's the problem. Bobby Porter's fighting. Bobby Porter's fighting around the world. Uh, might punch him with Jay Crowder at some point, but at least, I don't know, Jay Crowder's there. He might want to play for this team, unlike Phoenix last year. What a fucking moron. Oh, I don't want to play here anymore because they're too good and I don't get to start. Fucking grow up, you sook. Anyway, 16 22 is where I'm going to land with Milwaukee Bucks. The over under, as I mentioned, for this year is 55 and a half. It just feels a tick low. So I've gone 16 22. The year nah for Milwaukee. Can anyone stop Damon Yarnis? It's fucking simple. This is the simplest year nah out of all of them. Yeah, nah, nah. They might pick to win the fucking title, so I'm going 16-22 because I also don't mind Milwaukee Bucks to pick up the first ever NBA double with the NBA Cup as well as the championship. That's right. See, Milwaukee should have won the title not last season because Denver definitely should have because they were the best team going. They should have won it the year before, but they completely fucking cooked it. And then Golden State won. So... I don't know, Milwaukee. Take a good, hard, long look at yourselves in the mirror. Go, what the fuck are we doing? We've now got Dame Lillard. We're going to be awesome, and we're going to win the fucking title. We're going to win the NBA Cup because I think their NBA Cup group is also a bit shit. So, well, it's not shit. It's just a bit mid, which is a lot of what this East is, as we'll get to because we're doing the over-unders. A lot of them feel very fucking mid. So, Milwaukee, 60-22, going to fly over the over 55 and a half. The Boston Celtics, 59-23, says Jim. Why is that? Well, it's because it's the best top six in the fucking NBA. Simple as that. Oh, but James, why wouldn't they then win the NBA title? Again, I can't hear you ask, but you're probably thinking. Why? Because they're going to shit down their legs in classic Boston Celtics fashion. That's just what they do. Oh, man, it's a bit weird out here. How can we lose this seven-game series to the Miami Heat? Just watch. Bang. Off they go. But the over-under is 54 and a half. I think they fly over this again because the East has got a pretty soft bottom three or four 
that you can rack up plenty of wins against. And even those mid-tier teams, a team like Boston should run roughshod over them, even if they do sort of weirdly struggle against the likes of Toronto, uh, Philly sometimes, you know, as long as it's not a playoff series, etc. But there's just weird sort of stuff like that where it's not going to matter this year because Boston is going to be too good on both ends between basically your idea of the extreme singer meal. Ah, uh, there's the drop. We don't have that one on here, Gerald, I think. Oh, well, I fucked that one. Extreme Zinger Mule. That's right. Between Chris Alsporzingis, the two all-NBA wings of Brown and Tatum, then you throw in Drew Holiday and Derek White. And Joey Muzz, he might be a fucking moron who watches the town fucking four or five times a week like a lunatic. What do you watch four or five times a week, Gerald? Nothing. That's just absolute lunatic gear. Like, you've got to be an absolute... Like, who's got time for that? i got two kids. I haven't got no time for fucking anything. God damn. That's f- lunatic shit. Absolute lunatic shit. Uh, but Joey Muzz was like, hey, man, just maybe we'll just fuck up and bring Drew Holiday off the bench. Hey, what are you thinking about that? Also, Jason, I love you, man. I love you, Jason. Jason turns like, I fucking hate this guy. Would he just fucking stop that? That's fucking so weird. But... He brought Drew Holiday off the bench. Everyone went, hey, Joey Mars, that seems like a dumb idea. And then he went, you know what? That was pretty fucking dumb. Al, you come off the bench in this preseason game today. And it works. And you're like, yep, Derek White, Drew Holiday, Brown, Tatum, and the extreme Zinger Mill. Boom. Off you go. Al Horford coming off the bench. Peyton Pritchard, Luke Cornett, the Cornetto. Cornetto. And there's just a nice, huge sort of swathe of talent that should mean a fuck ton of regular season wins. Like Sam Hauser gave us a little bit of something last year. O'Shea Brissett, wildly underrated, I think, when he was on Indy. There's even Wendy Gabriel, Lamar Stevens. It's just a handy, deep team. They should smasherate that 54-and-a-half over-under. I've got 59-and-23 and for Boston, basically because they just lose concentration at points during I don't know, the last bit of the season as they sort of go hammer and tongs in Milwaukee down the stretch and uh, drop a couple of shit ones. But I'll take a 72% winning percentage anytime. The yeah, nah for Boston. Is this the best top six in the NBA? Yeah, nah. Yeah, because it's malleable. You can throw a million different looks at a million different teams. You've got matchups for basically everything. What I would like to see from Boston is maybe just one more wing defender that isn't very small because – Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, cool. Behind them, it gets a bit sketchy when you go, hey, it's Lamar Stevens. You're like, okay, Sam Hauser, question mark. And, yeah, so maybe they just need that one more weird veteran sort of wing defender and they'd be all right. But otherwise, this is a great top six. They should smash that over-under. That's one of my locks as well, along with my Millie Walker. Cleveland. Cleveland? That's right. 52-30 for the Cleveland Cavaliers. They won 51 last year. The over-under for this year is 50.5. Oh, wow. 50.5. I believe, I believe, this is believe land for me. Gerald, did you like that one? Believe land? Yeah, good. Uh, I think they didn't get worse, right? Mobley, you have Jared Allen. Go the fro, Jared Allen. The big question mark, and we might as well just do the yeah, nah for them now. Will Donnie Mitchell, this might be a bit of an outback takeout. Will Donnie Mitchell just sabotage this season? 
Yeah, nah, because this is the big question. If this goes sideways, it could be because Donnie Mitchell, like, sabotages the season, goes, I want to go to fucking New York. They're way better than this place. I fucking hate Cleveland. I always wanted to go to New York. Utah fucking traded me to shitty-ass Cleveland, the middle of fucking buttfuck Ohio. What are we doing here? They've still got pictures of LeBron James everywhere. This is bullshit. I want to go to the big lights. I want to go to the Big Apple. And he goes, all right, fuck this. How can I, like, sort of work around making that happen? And if he just sort of gets a bit sluggish on D. Last year, he was the good soldier. He got traded. He rocked in, felt good about stuff. Darius Rucker, Judy Garland stepped up at times. Maybe Donnie just goes, right, I'm fucking out of here. This is the way that it goes sideways for me. And he could very easily just go, all right, I want out before New York blow their trade wad on fucking trying to get Joel Embiid or Carl Anthony Towns. I want to get in there first and play next to my buddy Jalen Brunson. That's the one thing that I worry about. Otherwise, I fucking love this Cleveland team. If they're all on the same page and they're feeling good, the one thing that gives me a bit of a pause is the coaching, but still, between Darius Garland, Donnie Mitchell, Mobley, Jared Allen, they brought in Maxi Struess, don't forget. They needed more shooting. They got more shooting. My sweet baby, Karis LeVert, Isaac Okoro, they've got the minivan as well, George Niang. They're just a better team. So when you look at an over-under, you go, hey, they won 51 games last year. Did they get worse? No. Did they get better? Yes. Then what's the answer? We're probably going fucking over. Simple as that. 52 and 30. We're going over with Cleveland. Oh, Philly. Here's an under. 49 and a half is their over-under for this season. We're going 48 and 34. Jim, that's a bit of a coward under because you're just under it. It's like, yeah, kind of. But James Harden's busy fucking eating his way out of Philly. He's like, hey, Daryl Morey, he's like just sending him photos of Philly cheesesteaks, one after the other, just like one after the other, just like, guess how many I've had today? It's seven. <laughs> Daryl Morey's like, oh, fuck. God, I hate this guy. This is what happens, Daryl Morey, though. You throw your entire lot in with a fat fuck of a point, of a point guard shooting guard who's like eating his way out of one, well, two teams now as well. Two teams. Anytime you can eat your way out of two teams, why not a third, I say? As a fat bastard myself, I completely respect it. It's like, you know what? I'm going to play basketball. I paid millions of dollars to do so. And also live at the strip club and eat chicken wings. Like, this is fucking awesome. Let's go. Anyway, we're going under with Philly just because I think Tyrese Maxey and Embiid and whoever else you want to put around them is still a really good team in this East. You got Joel Embiid coming with his MVP season. Maxi, I think, is due to take a bit of a leap, and that's kind of where we land with the yeah, nah for this one because it doesn't matter if James Harden plays slash is Philly better off without him. Yeah, nah. Nah, they're not better off, but there is scope for just letting Maxi cook. Just let Maxi go. Let Tyrese Maxi fucking drive the car let him go, hammer and tongs, do what he needs to, and they might just be fucking fine. So maybe you just go, right, what can we get for James Harden? Is it a bag of chips? Maybe the fucking secret sauce on those chicken wings that keeps scoffing? I don't know, but we've got Pat Bev, we've got Maxi, we've got DeAnthony Melton, we've got the never nude Tobias Harris, a.k.a. the world's, like, most frustrating man. So, hey, uh, Tobias, Max is out today. Can you get us 24 points? He's like, you got a boss. 19 points. It's like, thanks, Tobias. Uh, PJ Tucker, there's a man who doesn't mind a feed as well, but 
also can't hit a fucking shot. They've still got basketball, Paul. The big thing for me is they picked up Kelly Oubre. If you need to, like, remember the old head case rule? You basically can't have more than two head cases on your team. This team's got about four, so that's not great. We're going under. Fuck it. Sorry, Philly. Not sorry. You're shit. Uh, 48-34. It's not shit. You're still winning 58% of your games. But the that slips just under there under, over under, which is 49.5. The New York Knickerbockers of New York City are coming up after Atlanta. Atlanta, 45 and 37 is where I've got them picked. Their over-unders are 42.5, so I've actually gone a little bit over for Atlanta. I think my brain just looks at this team and goes, they've got Patty Mills. That's worth two and a half wins. It's not, but I'm going to pretend like it is. The two and a half wins actually comes from moving on John Collins, that's a tall cocktail, and just going, fuck it. DeAndre Hunter, DeAndre Hunter, just let him go. Just let him be your power forward, do his thing. But really, it's about having Quinn Snyder for a full training camp and having a coach who knows his ass from his elbow uh, that at least Trey Young doesn't want to strangle, unlike Nate McMillan who Trey Young very much desperately wanted to st- stab in his sleep. So uh, Atlanta, the coaching change, I think that makes the world of difference for them because I think Atlanta for me might be the team with the most amount of variance. This could all fall apart in a heartbeat. Trey Young could be like, fuck this, I'm out. Fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, fuck you, I'm out. And just like he's gone. Or they could win 45 games like I predicted. Uh, I'm hoping it's the latter because that's what I'm talking about here. The over-under for this one is literally can DeJunte and Trey Young coexist on a winning team? Their skill set should be perfectly amenable. They should be. They should be. But they weren't last year. So we're about to fucking find out. This is rubber hit the road time. Uh, fascinating team Atlanta. The rest of that roster as well is just like a little bit of a weird sort of shape. It's a weird sort of fit. It's got a weird bunch of roles because you've got Hunter, you've got Big Deke Bay, and then you've got AJ Griffin. It's like, all right, cool, we're going young. You've got Bruno Fernando, and you've got the big men, Clint Capella and Onyeka Okongwu. And otherwise, you've got what, Cody Bufkin? One of the greatest names in the NBA, Gerald Cody Bufkin. I love that. And Patty Mills as your sort of like third or fourth guard next to Bogdan Bogdanovich. So it's a bit of a weird one. It's a bit fucky. It's a bit strange. But I trust in our man Quinn Snyder. He looks like the angry teacher from Daria, but he can coach the shit out of a team as he did in Utah. So I believe in him. The New York Knickerbockers of New York City, 42 and 40. I believe in the Knicks. This... Win total for me was actually a little bit higher. And to be honest, I might be looking at the wrong one. No, it's still 42 and 40. They, fuck, they won 47 last year. Maybe I changed that. I actually like this Knicks team. Maybe I flip it up and reverse it and change Atlanta and New York 45, 42. Ah, it seems cowardly. Fuck it. Knicks 42 and 40. <laughs> that goes under. Here I was thinking I'd gone over. Hey, Gerald, how have I fucked that one? That's weird. Maybe I'll knock a couple off Brooklyn Soda. There we go. We'll change on the fly. This is good. Good job, me. Brooklyn will still go over, but we'll drop their total down 39, 40. That would be 43. Yes, got it. And away we go. So New York, let's go 44, 42. They take a slight dive, but they're still just under the 44 and a half. It does sort of feel like the Knicks 
they're keeping their powder dry more than anything else is what this screams to me. Jalen Brunson, Q Grimes, RJ Barrett. The big yeah, nah for them is literally if, you know, Julius Randle. Would the real Julius Randle please stand up? Does he have it in him to not be a dickhead? Yeah, nah. I mean, he does when his new fucking contract's on the line, doesn't he? So, Julius, balls in your fucking court, buddy. What are you doing? Come on. Uh, it's basically step up or fuck off uh, for Julius Randle this year for the Knickerbockers. I think, here we go, a bit of the vibe for my thought on the Knicks. After 47 wins last year, Tibbs does start to absolutely fucking grind everybody's gears after, what, year two, year three, and they're just like, I'm fucking sick of this guy yelling at me all the fucking time. And you sort of see just the buy-in just drop off, drop off, drop off. And then the defense slips and slips and slips. And it's just like, what are we doing here? My God, we're sick of Tibbs. And then in the year he's gone. So we're going to go under, just a tick under. That's a half win under for the New York Knickerbockers of New York City. In terms of like the way that they could bounce up, they've still got Josh Hart. They've got Dante DiVincenzo. I think they're going to be really good in the playoffs. Like this might feel like counterintuitive, but they've got all that Villanova knowledge between what Hart and Brunson and co. And they've just sort of got good fucking solid role players between Hart, Dante DiVincenzo and Emmanuel Quickly and co. The big problem is that the top end talent just isn't quite absolutely fuck you good enough day in, day out to keep it, you know, really absolutely awesome vibe. So Sorry, Knicks, but we're going to go 44 and f- what? that'd be 38 doing mass on the fly. Good job, mate. <laughs> Crushed it. So they've just gone a tick under the 44 and a half line. Brooklyn, 39 and 43 for me. They go over the 37 and a half. I had them a little bit higher, but it does feel like it's going to be a bit of a slog sometimes. Benny Simmons, that's the year. Nah, is Box Hill Benny back? Is Benny the Bricky back? Is oh, Box Hill can't shoot a fucking free throw shit down your pants. And I don't know, break up with Maya Jama, just ruin your shit. Is he back? Yeah, nah. Maybe? That's a bit of a coward way out, but I'll tell you what, he's looking better than he has for the last couple of years. If his back's not sore, he, look, he had the world's worst case of shaggers back. That's why you have to break up with Maya Jama, Gerald. She'll smash your back out. Simple as that. And that's exactly what she did. Jesus. Anyway, is he back? He might be. I think so. I believe. You might go, well, Jim, all you do is shit on Box Hill, Benny. Yeah. When he's playing like dog shit, he deserves to be shit on because he's playing like dog shit. Guess what? Play like shit, get shit. Play good, you get props. Simple as that. All right. Brooklyn, though. Mikael Bridges, I love him for most improved player of the year. And I think you can probably see him up that scoring average around the 25-point mark. The problem is the rest of the team around him, right? Like, it's still weird. you got Nick Claxton, sort of a big skinny sort of question mark where you go, yeah, he can be like a dominant defender, but otherwise, who fucking knows? Like, can he get anything else going offensively? No one's entirely sure. Uh, Big rim protector, you love to see that, but Jesus – The other question marks around this team sort of revolve around Cam Johnson, can he hit some threes? Can he play some defense? Looked good at times during the World Cup, also completely disappeared, which is very Cam Johnson-esque. 
Spencer Dinwiddie, he still probably thinks he's the best fucking player on this team because Spencer Dinwiddie can also be a giant fucking dead shit. But at the same time, he's exactly what they sort of need next to Box Hill Benny, right? So I'm going to go slightly over for Brooklyn, 39-43. They go over the 37 and a half, and away we go. All right, about halfway through, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with Miami and a couple of other teams right after this. This is Nick Kay, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Oh, flipping right. Who's out there playing bloody table tennis while we're taping? What the shit is going on? Righto. Second half, we're going to Miami, 40 and 42. That doesn't sound right because we just had Brooklyn at 39, but we also dropped Brooklyn down. So, uh, But the Miami Heat, look, their over-under is 45 and a half. I think that's way too fucking high for a team that sacrificed two starters. But, Jim, they made the finals, yeah, and gave up two sac- oh, two starters and Victor Oladipo basically going, hey, we're getting Dame Lillard. It's going to be fine. Guess what happened? They didn't get Dame Lillard. So you're done. Fucked yourself. My yeah, nah for Miami is, hey, is Pat Riley awake? Did someone set his fucking alarm on his phone? What is going on? Wake up, Pat. Everybody's dancing. Tell you what, Pat Riley completely cooked this summer. They come out of it going, wow, well, we got Tyler Hero back. Yeah. The next time Tyler Hero fucking plays defense will be the first time. Like, what do we eat? That motherfucker is more interested in bucket hats than playing fucking defense. That's not a good place to be. Bucket hats are for dickheads. And Tyler Hero uh, is a dickhead. So, but the rest of that death chart for Miami at the moment, it's literally big boot of Carl Lowry is 36. You got Tyler, there goes my hero. You've got Josh Richardson, a.k.a. The world's fucking weirdest bicycle. Everyone's had a bit of a ride, and you're like, nah, not for me. Jimmy Butler, bam, out of bio. Duncan Robinson, Kevin Love, Caleb, I turned into Michael Jordan in the playoffs and then turned back into a spud Martin. (laughs) Like, maybe. (laughs) Like, maybe Caleb Martin is your answer. Maybe Duncan Robinson's your answer. I don't know. I don't like that question. So... I'm still going to go under. They'll be good because they got the best coach in the NBA. So that's why we've still got them at 40 wins. Uh, I might have to duck a couple off. Maybe I could take a couple off that Miami total and bang it on top of the Knicks and get them up as well. Because I don't mind Brooklyn being 500, 41-41. The Knickerbockers just, they should be a little bit better. But that will put them over. So now I'm tripping myself up. Anyway, we'll leave Miami at 40 and 42. That's well under the 45.5. Toronto. Oof. Can I say oof? The yeah, nah, very simply for them is, hey, does Masai Ujiri even like his team? I don't think he does. He's like, oh, nah, man, I'll let Kyle Lowry go. That's fine. Whatever, man. I'll trade tomorrow. I've got a title. Whatever, bro. It's cool. But you can't have my OG Ananobi. It's like, What? What are you fucking talking about, you lunatic? Nah, you got to give me four first rounders for OG Ananobi. It's, motherfucker, it's OG Ananobi. What's he done? Fuck off. Nothing. Oh, he's one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. Well, he was for about a third of the season last year. Jesus. Is OG worth the hype? Yeah, nah, no. Scoobies. Scotty Barnes. This team goes as far as Scotty Barnes takes them this year. Third year, man. Put the ball in his hands. Because you let Fred Van Vliet walk, let Big Booty Carl Lowry walk, 
And now you've got to sit there and go, well, geez, we've got no one really to replace them. But we do have Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr. And you're like, oh, okay. Thanks, Messiah, I guess. Like, Toronto fans are just going to be sitting there, what the fuck is this team? We've got Dennis Schroeder. I am German Rondo. Like, coming off a World Cup win. OG Ananobi, Scoob, Pascal Sikkim-Siakam, and Teenage Mutant Jakob Pertl. Like, fine. I feel like a lot of this, like, hinges on Grady Dick. Now, I love Dick as much as the next man. <laughs> but wow. Grady Dick 100% looks like he's killed, like, thrill-killed a hooker. Like, he looks like the fucking dude from Righteous Gemstones who's married into the family. BJ. He, he is like a dead ringer, a dead fucking spinning rimmer, ringer for BJ, and it's weird as shit. That's before we even get to his name, that he, the fact that he's named Grady fucking Dick. Like, that's just fucking weird. They do have Jalen McDaniels. I'll pay that. But otherwise, this team is just fucking strange. With all that said, they're still going to win 37 games, which, amazingly enough, I didn't even realize – So. Peek behind the curtain. I actually wrote and came up with all my wins and losses and the percentage wins uh, before I even looked at the over-unders. So I've actually come within like a one win or one and a half wins essentially for like half the league, which is a bit weird, but it turns out that's my job. So not bad sometimes. 36 and a half is their over-under. I've got Toronto at 37.45. That feels like trying to hit a bit of a middle ground because last year they still did win 41 games. They were like wildly unconvincing in that 40 win, 41 win season though. And it feels like there's just got to be like a little bit of a dip again because Schroeder in place of Fred Van Vliet, anytime you think Schroeder is the answer, he's not. OG, four first rounders. I feel like you should have probably maybe taken it there. Gary Terrence, Trent Derby Jr. It's just a weird misshapen team that I just don't like enough, but I do like enough to get the 37. Orlando. I got to stop putting these out of order. Gerald keeps fucking me. 38 wins, he says, because they're four wins better than last year. 36 and a half is their over under. I'm going 38 44 because now they've got Jingling Joe Ingles. Orlando is the big leap team hiding in plain sight this year, right? Right? Yeah, nah. Nah, that's the Thunder. We'll get to them when we do the West. Orlando are the team that were last year's OKC. OKC are last year's Sacramento, and Sacramento were the years before Memphis. There we go. That all made sense. I'm like some sort of brain genius after all that. But Orlando will be better. They might even crack 40 wins, but at the moment I've got them 38 just because that middle point of the East, it gets fucking hard. Like to rack up wins against even the indies of the world, Chicago, obviously Miami, Toronto, Brooklyn, the Knicks, like it's just a fucking like day in, day out slog in the East. That's before you play the West teams who it's like it bats 13 deep. Uh, so Orlando, 38 and 44. You've got Fultz slowly recovering from being fucked in the head about his shoulder. But you've got Pat Bancaro, you've got Jingling Joe Ingles. Didn't really like their draft, but you've got more bodies. Orlando should be a little bit better. The big question about them, I guess, is Mosley as their coach. 
I think they'll be a little bit better. I think they just scooch past the 36.5 over under. 38-44. I do like Orlando a lot. They'll play spoiler. Wouldn't surprise me again if Orlando came out like they did, I want to say, three years ago. And uh, one of the – they're basically – they could be the same team as like last year's Utah. Great. Now I'm comparing them to Thunder and Utah. It's just – it's not really mixing metaphors, but it is just sort of fucking up comparisons. Is that a simile? I don't know. Anyway, Orlando, 38-44. and 44, That's where we're going. Indiana, a bit of a rough one for me. Indy with a surprise back the last year with, uh, you know, rookie Benny Matherin, Halliburton and co. Kicking ass, taking names, Rick Carlisle. I just don't know if they can keep it up. 37 and a half is a lot of wins. I've actually got them 34 and 48. I've got them going under. The year now for them is can Halliburton just keep all this together and stay healthy and for them to win 38 games, it just feels like that one little step too far. Like there's going to be one team where you go, oh, they should be good again. And they just sort of take a hint of a step back. For me, that feels like the paces. Halliburton, Benny Matherin, Bruce Brown, they pick him up in free agency away from Denver. He's like the winning player that you sort of need if you're a contender. If you're that mid-level team, I don't know if he helps you giant like swathes of the time. Jarris Walker, Jarace Walker, their rookie, not vibing on that too much. He might take a little while. Buddy Heald, I mean, he's still going to hit a bunch of threes, but I feel like other teams got better than they did. Even though they made some good additions, it's not going to scream out to me that they're better than last year. You know what I'm saying? Did they get worse? Maybe not. So maybe they still stick around that 37, 38 win mark. But someone has to take a bit of a dip. And for me, it's Indy and the Chicago Bulls. Their yeah, nah is, is this the most boring team in the NBA? The answer is probably, yeah. If they don't have our beloved Lonzo Ball, oh, poor one out for Lonzo. <sighs> Hopefully he comes back after this year. That'd be nice. Uh, but the Bulls, you got Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine, Tim DeRozan there, and Big Vooch. And otherwise, it's still just a shit show. Like, what is this team? If you can explain the Chicago Bulls to me in like, I don't know, a sentence, that would be much appreciated. It's like, hey, we've got Caruso. We probably should have traded him in the deadline last year. Hey, we've got Vooch again. He's back. And everyone's like, well, I'm not inspired by that at all. And it's like, here's Patch Williams. It's like, ah, Patch Williams. What has he ever done? That's right. Nothing. Oh, but he's got lots of potential. Great. He's had potential for the last couple of years as well. Tory Craig, Dale and Terry, Jevion Carter, Kobe, Kobe White. This team stinks. I don't like this Chicago team at all. Blow it out your Chicago. 32 and 50 for me. They could even drop even lower if they go, right, fuck it. We are treading water and this is dumb. We should trade DeMar. We should trade Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine. If someone wants to take that giant fucking dumb contract we gave him. And why did we even extend Vooch? No one knows. Every Bulls fan out there is like nodding their head going, yeah, this is fucked. Charlotte, 28 and 54. I should point out that Chicago was 37 and a half for their over-under. I've gone 32 and 50 and we're going under. Charlotte, 31 and a half wins for them. I've gone under this as well just because I can't trust LaMelo to stay healthy. They're a weirdly deep team, but the vibes are bad. Just not here for vibes. Miles Bridges, what are you doing, you fucking idiot? What a piece of shit. Hey, let me just basically get suspended real quick for like, you know, domestic violence. And then on the eve of the season when I'm going to come back, after I've gotten a new contract, check this out. 
I will violate my fucking, like, I don't know, restraining order. What an absolute fucking dead shit. Kick him out of the league. He's a fuckhead. Vibes are bad in Charlotte. Blow it out your ass, Hornets. 28 and 54. We're going under 31 and a half. Their big question is, yeah, nah, can LaMelo stay healthy? Yeah, nah, nah. This is my long-held vague theory about the Ball brothers. Your dad's a psycho. We get that. I love LeVar. Absolute lunatic. Absolute lunatic vibes. If my dad was like that, you don't want to fucking think about it, right? You just be like, oh, I hate this fucking guy. He's such a loudmouth dipshit. Dad, I love you, but I fucking hate you. Shut up. The thing is, he's run all of his sons into the ground. They've played AAU since they were about fucking two. And, like, they're all fucked. Leangelo's always the shit one. Lonzo's fucking cooked. He's got no knee cartilage left. He's played too much basketball. Lamelo's the same fucking thing. He's out there playing in Lativio when he was fucking 14. Comes down here, hangs out with the little Royal Hawks. Got hurt at one point then anyway. It's like, this is fucking stupid. Of course they're run down. They've been playing fucking professionally since they were like get bands of basketball. They've been overworked. Lamelo's not going to stay healthy. He never can. Blow it out your ass, Charlotte. We're going under. Oh, but they've got Gordon Haywood. Yeah, and he's shit too. And he can never stay healthy. No one can stay healthy in Charlotte. It's all that fucking Waffle House. God, it's good in Charlotte. Fuck yeah. Anyway, their over-unders, 31 and a half. I've got them at 28 and 54. Last two, Detroit and Wizards. They are both shit house. Detroit. Over-under, 26 and a half. It was 29 and a half last year. That was one of my big wins. 26 and a half this year. 24 and 58, I've got them going at. They've basically, they've going, they've gone all full-blown Pokemon. Stop Pokemoning top draft picks. You don't have to catch them all. Like, there's a reason that people have moved on from the top draft picks because they're shit. So, like, oh, but we got a James Wiseman. Like, where'd you capture him? What gym did you capture him at? Fucking settle down there, Ash. Anyway, what else? They've got Kay Cunningham, number one pick. You've got Jaden Iver, Killian Hayes. Uh, which which Thompson did they get? Amen. Awesome. Oh, fuck. Twins in the NBA has already fucked me. Like, if it's not Mark Keefe and the other shit Morris, Marcus, God, I hate him so much. There was a weird off-season story where they were like, yeah, we tag-teamed into, like, some poor chick, and it's like, that's illegal and rape. What are you talking about? What the fuck, man? Anyway, but the Thompson Twins, love that band, uh, at least seem like they got their heads right. They've got Orsa, Detroit. Good, good Googling, Jim. That was good padding. Did you like that one, Joe? Yeah. Uh, Orsa Thompson. They've still got Bojan Bogdanovich. Bojan Bogdanovich, my good friend from Brooklyn. The rest of the thing is, like, Jaden Ivey's already sort of been pushed down this fucking weird depth chart. Like, are they going to are going to start Cade and Jaden and Orsa with Bojan? They've also got four big men where you're just like, all right, you've got Big Beef Stew, you've got Jalen Duran, you've got Bags, and you've got Wiseman. This team is so weirdly unbalanced that I'm like, it's going to take a hell of a coach to uh, sort of pull it all together. I'm not sure that Monty Williams is that guy. He's a culture guy. He's a good dude. He'll figure it out. Not going to be this year. Simple as that. We're going under for Detroit. 26 and a half. I've got them at 24 and 58. And finally, the Wizards. Oh, but the Wizards are a professional basketball team. They've got professional players. Yes, and they're shit house. 24 and a half is their over-under. I'm going under that. 22 and 60. This is an absolute, like, it's an eyesore. That's what the Wizards are. They're a fucking eyesore. If you ask at the end of this season, hey, Jim, how many full Washington Wizards games did you watch? I'd probably say eh, about half of one, 
because they're fucked. They're 2-0 in preseason, though, so good on them. Uh, but really, Tyus Jones, you're like, that's great. He's a very good backup point guard. Yes, but he's your starter. Jordan Poole, he might average 30 points a game and play zero defense and not get punched in the face by a teammate. So he'll have a better year than last year. They've got Bilal Koulibaly, a.k.a. Victor, 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 Wembanyama, shit teammate, and uh, Kyle Kuzma, a.k.a. the Armenian Allen. And Daniel Gafford, it's like, oh, he's a really good defensive center. Is he? Next time you watch him play, go, well, he has good flashes of being a defensive. Otherwise, he's shit. And they've got that weird sort of mix of wings where you've got Corey Kispert, Danny Avdijar, and like a recovering fucking Danilo Gallinari. Like, what is this team? It's a fucking turnstile on defense is what it is. They're going to get shit pumped day in, day out across this season. They're going under 22 and 60. They are an absolute horrible, horrible assembly of talent in the NBA of 2024 because their yeah, nah is, is this the worst team in the NBA? Yeah, nah. Yeah, they are. So the Wizards are going to go under. And there you go. East, over-unders, Dunskies, lock it away. Unpopular opinion of the day. Tell you what, we're already seeing the salary cap absolutely fuck everybody at this point, and I think it's only going to get worse, and I think the players are idiots. Just bear with me for a second. I'm going to talk this one out there, Gerald. Seriously, the NBL player, NBA, NBA Players Association have gone, nah, man, we want to get everybody much richer. Like, cool. But what we want to make sure is that it's harder to get traded. It's like, wait a minute, that's not what you guys want. It's like, oh, wait, that isn't what we want. Because when we decide we don't like where we are, we want to be traded. But we've just made it harder for us to be traded. You fucking idiots. What are you doing? Like, this entire, like, salary matching vibe is one of the dumbest, like, approaches. It's like, oh, well, it's to punish, like, the top-level teams. Like, why are we punishing teams who want to spend money on us if you're the Players Association. Like, how dumb do you have to fucking be? Seemingly, very. Anyway, the salary cap, look, the thing is it'll all not matter in about two years once they do the new media rights deal, but at the moment, it's going to be an absolute shit show for the next two years, mark my words. And finally, our back takeouts. That's right, it's Wednesday at Outback, and you know what that means? That means on the way to kindy this morning, I fucking armed both the squids with a cricket bat as we drove down fucking the street in Brunswick, they were leaning out the side, fucking bang, 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 bang. Magpie fucking flitters going everywhere. That's right, magpie wings. Today's special only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill take is, we're going to get to the West in a second. But Kyrie Irving is completely going to fuck up this team by about January. You saw the fucking footage of him looking on at Grant Williams' Fucking joking around on the bench going, ha, yeah, good one, Grant, you fuckhead. God, I hate him already. Like, you could, he's doing the Arthur meme. He's just, like, clenching his fist going, ha, 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 fucking I'm going to stab him. This is one, like, he's 100% going to punch on when Grant leans behind closed doors and demand a trade to the Lakers by January. It's over. Otherwise, the other outback takeouts in this one is the Miami Heat will miss the playoffs this year. They're not going to make it. Their team is shit. They gave up Vincent and Struess because they're like, we're going to get Dame, we're going to get Dame. They didn't get Dame. Sucked in, dickheads. Blow it out your ass. All right, and final little one, NBA East over under odds. Here's your multi, my favorite four, Boston over. 
of the 54.5 Milwaukee. It's Algonquin for the good land. It'll be the good land once you go the over 55.5 and, and they win 60 games. And then the unders. Miami, I just called it. 44.5. How, How the fuck does this team, missing two starters from last year, oh, people get Tyler Hero. Yeah, he's still shit. How does that team win 46 fucking wins? I just don't get it. And then the other one, the Wizards. That team is dog shit. 22 and 60. They're going to get to 20, 25. I just can't see it. I just can't see it. So there you go. They're my four favorites. But to recap it all, Milwaukee over 55 and a half. Boston over 54 and a half. Cleveland over 50 and a half. Philly under 49 and a half. Atlanta over 42 and a half. The New York Knickerbockers of New York City under 44 and a half. Brooklyn Nets over 37 and a half. Miami under 45 and a half. Toronto over 36 and a half, but barely. Orlando over 36 and a half. Indy under 37 and a half. Chicago 37 and a half under. Charlotte under 31 and a half. Detroit under 26 and a half. And Wizards under 24 and a half. And there you go. That is it. Whoa, what a return it's been. We're back, baby. I love it. I'm going to start my own podcast with beer and hookers. Yeah, it's just called NBA Australia. Uh, right, that's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll have the West. We're going to do this all again but with the West. How fun is that? Even Gerald's excited about that. Uh, but this has been awesome. We're in the new studio. We'll be sort of doing this like the majority of the time. It's going to be weird. It's going to be fun. We're going to have videos. So these will all go up on YouTube as well. Go check that out. Uh, NBA Australia, just go search that on fucking YouTube. You can see my smiling face doing shit. Uh, but otherwise, check out NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey, IG. We're all over the socials, obviously. Check us a rating and review on your podcast app. That's right, on your apps. That's what you use for podcasts, isn't it? iTunes. Who uses iTunes? That's old. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, which is about to be YouTube Podcasts. Spotify. I don't know, all the weird ones on Android, all that shit. Rate, review, and star it or I'll fucking fight you. I swear I will. Uh, otherwise, big thanks always go to From Oslo. We've got a member in the fucking studio now. It's pretty funny. Just sitting over there going, just fucking drumming along, shredded. It's great. Uh, for the intro and outro song, go check out their other band as well, House Hats. That's a good band. Uh, big thanks also go to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Goldman's, Ramshackle Army, Iowa Sex Jedi, Green Green Green, and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Uh, smash them on Bandcamp, Triple Jane Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever you use to listen to your tunes. Remember, NBA Australia, sports train bands. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. That's it. No skit because we're in the office and skits are a bit weird to do when you're in the office, I reckon. Just a bit strange. Anyway, uh, we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, hosen. what to do.